Indians. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today, indoamericannews at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday, 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hopefully, everyone's eyesight is still okay after looking at the solar eclipse. Promote. Yes. I wore two sets of sunglasses and oh. looked, and, and, and it was pretty good. Right. It wasn't for us. It was still a little bit of sun. Yeah, I got three quarters. Three quarters. Oh, you did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, about what time? Oh, one o'clock or so. Yeah, because it, it started about 10.30 and it was going to go all the way till about 3 or 4 o'clock. Right. And then on TV, uh, the Weather Channel had mm-hmm. a continuous uh, a view of the really? eclipse. Yeah. I saw, the last time I saw the, this eclipse was uh, on a garage rooftop in my office about 10 years ago. Mm. But we're going to have a total eclipse next uh, April, April 14th. Mm. Okay. For uh, for Houstonians at least. You know, I was sitting on our patio deck uh, with a little bit of that sunlight coming on. We have louvered uh, pergola, and uh, you could feel the sunlight was soft. Mm. It was not like a 10:30 yeah. morning sunlight that's right. harsh on you. Yeah, but I expected more darkness. Right. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't quite that dark. Yeah. So, but there's in according to some traditions, well, something that I learned today. Uh, they were telling me that you should throw out all the food that was made from the day before. Yeah. You should eat before the the eclipse starts. Mm-hmm. Take and a shower after uh, the eclipse, and then only you can right. Yeah. So all it's the religious tradition. Yeah. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Well, that's a lot of food. I, Especially I for solar eclipse, lunar oh. doesn't have the same impact. Solar, they, there's I all see. kinds of traditions that go with it. Well, this today we have a really tight show because we have. Uh, guests who are going to be here for 30 minutes apiece. We have three guests. So we're going to go all the way to f- almost 4.50. Oh, okay. I mean 5.50. 5.50. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, the only time we have to ourselves is this time, the first 20 minutes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So do we start up with the guest lineup for today, uh, Jawahar? Well, we, 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 we can. First? But, uh, yeah, it would be good to get that out of the way because last time... Right, uh, we were running real fast. Yeah. yeah. Right. So let's do that. All right. And this time you can do it from the top. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you all trained me last time, so <laughs> I'm I'm uh, glad to do this. So here is the guest lineup for Saturday, October 14, 2023, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on Indo-American News Radio. We can uh, you we can you can listen to the podcast on www.indoamerican-news.com, a production of Indo-American News. We are on ninety-eight point seven FM, and you can also listen to the listen to us on the Masala Radio app. 
by Monday. Hear the recorded show on podcast uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. We have four years of podcasts and have had over 7,800 hits. Support the show. To receive new podcasts, select follow on our Spotify and give us a five-star rating. That will get us higher ad clicks. Shall I start with the guest lineup? Yes, promote? please. Okay. At 4.20 p.m., uh, last month we featured Harris County District Attorney Office's Assistant DA Sheila Hansel, who talked to us about identity theft which is one of the most common types of consumer fraud, but there was still such a lot of information that she had to impart on credit card fraud that we asked her to come back again and share it with us. Consumer fraud is commonly defined as deceptive business practices that cause consumers to suffer financial or other losses. The victims believe they are participating in a legal and valid business transaction when they are actually being defrauded. Sheila is with us again in the studio today. At 4.50 p.m., Indian food is a dual-edged sword. We love its rich sauces, flavors, and varieties from every region of the country, but it is high in oils, carbohydrates, and sugars, and low in protein, especially the vegetarian dishes. A constant diet of this can lead to complications of diabetes and high blood pressure. We turn to Diksha D. Gautam who struggled with her own fitness and launched her startup, The Boss Body Revolution, an online nutrition and fitness coaching company that helps other women build lasting, sustainable health through their habits and mindset to explain how to turn things around for a healthier you. At 520, although he has the education of a computer engineer and works in the technology field, Ali Tariq's heart, even from an early age, was into the creative arts recitation, drama, music, and literature, which he dabbled in during his college years in Bangladesh, where he was also a contributor to the English newspaper, The Daily Star. He has produced stage plays and films, written poems, short stories, and articles, and has just released his debut English novel, Echo of the Silence. He joins us in the studio to talk about his novel. Folks, to be featured on the show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at IndoAmericanNews at Yahoo.com. Please pick up the print edition of Indo-American News, which is available all across town at grocery stores. Also visit our website, IndoAmerican-News.com, which gets 70,000-plus hits to track all current stories. And remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. Plus, our entire 42 years of hard copy archives are available in the Fondren Library at Rice University. And that's all we have for the guest lineup today. Okay, wonderful. Thank and you, Sridhar. passing it on to Pramod. Pramod yeah. for, <laughs> for okay. the great news. Yes. Lots of it this week. Right. Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston the United States, India, that is Bharat, and around the world. At the top of the news this afternoon is the exodus from northern half of the Gaza Strip. On Friday, Israel issued an ultimatum to the 1.1 million Palestinian civilians in the region to evacuate to the south before 4 p.m. on Saturday. Hundreds of thousands of Palestinians have already heeded the warning and are evacuating to the south via two roads 
that the Israeli military has kept open. Already, 2,269 Palestinians have been reported killed and 8,814 wounded. About 1,300 Israelis, uh, Israeli deaths rather, have been reported with more than 3,400 injured. Displaced Palestinians are struggling to find food or places to shelter. The United Nations Relief Agency has warned that clean water is running out of Gaza. Meanwhile, Israeli troops have massed near the Gaza border and they're gearing up for a ground invasion. In a related development, the Indian government organized two flights to allow Indian nationals to evacuate from Tel Aviv back to India. About 500 Indians have returned via the two flights. People in the United States were able to pursue much calmer activities. Many put on several pairs of dark glasses to watch the ring of fire caused by the moon covering a portion of the earth, a portion of the sun rather. Some observers even saw a glint of light falling on the craters of the moon. In Pakistan, people were probably depressed by the crushing loss their national cricket team suffered to India in the World Cup match earlier today. However, the Pakistan government is probably elated that the country's central bank had successfully achieved its forward book target set by the International Monetary Fund. The IMF will send a delegation of bankers to evaluate Pakistan's economic performance during the first quarter of the current fiscal year. After a positive evaluation, Pakistan will receive the next installment of $700 million from the IMF. In Washington, D.C., the Republican majority in the House of Representatives are struggling to coalesce around a compromise candidate for Speaker. Earlier this week, Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana quit the race. It doesn't look like the remaining candidate, Jim Jordan of Ohio, will be able to garner sufficient support. In business news, the Biden administration will award $7 billion in grants to create hydrogen hubs in several locations throughout the United States. One of the hubs will be located in Houston. The Houston hub is expected to create 10,000 permanent jobs and 35,000 construction jobs over the next decade, according to the Department of Energy. Meanwhile, in Austin, the Texas legislature is meeting in a special session to consider school vouchers. According to the San Antonio Express News, Governor Abbott will not okay teacher raises until the school voucher bill has passed. In sports news, I've already mentioned that India handily beat Pakistan in the World Cup match, which took place in Ahmedabad earlier today. The Indian bowlers, led by Jaspreet Bumrah, restricted Pakistan to only 191 runs. Captain Rohit Sharma scored 86, and Shreyas Iyer hit 53 runs to easily reach the target in just 42.5 overs. This is the eighth time that India has beaten Pakistan. D is a NASM certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. She recently moved to Houston to be closer to her parents who live in Bel Air. Dee has been featured in publications such as the New York Times, Business Insider, Pop Sugar Fitness, LE Magazine, and more. 
connect with D on Instagram at D D E E underscore Gautam G A U T H A M or D D E E at bossbodyrevolution.com. Welcome, well, Diksha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're very excited about f f finding out more about this because we're all, as you can see, in poor, poor, <laughs> in poor but, physiques. We've been eating all these carbs. <laughs> but Diksha's um, uh, business is not for us. It's for women, right? Yeah. Well... Yeah, we primarily do work with women, but I do post a lot of free content. I have a lot of free guides that are applicable to both men and women. So really? I'm sure, you know, anybody who's listening to this will have some takeaways. Well, I know a man who's taking our advice. That's our father, who's huh. my buddy. Uh -huh. That's awesome. So she takes his advice. He takes her advice. Oh yeah. What is what has he been implementing? Oh, he's been. Oh, that I don't know. That's okay, between okay. you and your okay, dad. Okay. I won't okay. I'll know. Know. I'll ask him. Yeah. No, but but I I was curious about one statement that we have in your introduction. Uh, it talks about your own struggles with fitness, but you're a very fit-looking woman. What what do you mean? What 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 drove you to decide to leave the tech industry? and move on. Like yeah, this. that's a great question. Um, thanks for asking that. So hi, everybody. I'm, I'm Dee, or my full name is Diksha. And I, you know, I'm, I take, I am an active and fit person now, but I didn't always do it in a very healthy way. Oh, really? Yeah. Growing up, I had a pretty bad relationship with food and my body. Um, I grew up in rural New Hampshire, where, uh -huh. as you can imagine, there aren't too many Indian girls. And, yeah. you know, that kind of led to me feeling like I had to be super, super skinny to fit into school. And it led me to kind of really restrict my diet and do do all sorts of crazy things. So things like keto, like no carbs, um, just just really restrictive yo-yo dieting. And I did that for many, many years. Were you a really um, skinny woman or girl at that time? In an unhealthy way, yes. Really? Um, you know, for women, it affects your hormones, your cycle, all those things. And it, mm -hmm. it was not healthy. And you know, I didn't have a healthy mindset either. Or uh -huh. I was, you know, constantly negative about my body over-exercising, always dieting. So it just was, was not a healthy uh, way of thinking and looking at food and fitness. And but it, now that was in New Hampshire, but you yes. moved on from there yeah, to yeah. California. So that was kind of in my teens and my through my college years. And then after I finished college, that's when I kind of started to realize, like, hey, something, something's got to change here. This isn't healthy. This isn't sustainable. And so I started working with coaches and trainers myself, and I really learned how to approach health and fitness in a – um, sustainable and lasting way through through the right nutrition for my body, balanced meals, um, the right exercise, right workouts. Was that yeah. difficult definitely. to make that transition? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely difficult. And and when I was doing that on the side, I, I you know I would go to the gym and I would notice that there were no other you know desi girls lifting weights or really in the gym at all. And so mm -hmm. I started just blogging about my experience, sharing tips on Instagram started getting inquiries for coaching mm -hmm. and then i decided to just become a, a trainer and nutritionist on the side to my full-time job so okay so that's quite a transition now what you were in the tech industry as yes i was doing yeah. i was a product manager oh okay and she's a math major from i was a math major i went to dartmouth college in also in new hampshire um and then started my career in the tech industry i've been to dartmouth college just oh, for a visit okay actually That's i had beautiful. a friend i had a friend who was going to school there yeah so I went to visit it's beautiful college yeah. it really yeah. is but um uh so that's quite a transition going away from math and all that stuff to being a fitness guru yeah, definitely was a big transition. And and a little bit off the beaten path from, you know, 
to what most of us South Asians do. Yeah, yeah. How did I you? was going to say that. You took the words yeah. out of my mouth. It, it's, it's, more, it's more personal struggle from the health front and also with the, with the social aspect of it, right? To be Definitely. moving away from the norm. So what is, can you tell our listeners what is special about Boss Body Revolution? Well, well, well uh, okay. hold on, hold on. We're going to be going to a commercial break oh. in about uh, a couple of minutes. Okay, then so, we'll get to so it. So we can talk about that at greater length at that time. But I mean, this is, maybe we can make a small uh, detour over here. Uh, but you moved to Houston, right? Just recently, about a month ago. Oh, really? So I'm just so getting soon. settled. Um, but when I was a kid, I would come here often in the summers because we have family here. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of familiar with the area, but we are just getting settled in now. You and your husband both yeah. moved yeah. down here from California. From San Francisco, yes. So uh, can I say hello to her husband, Josh, who has also been a big support with Deeksha and running this business. And uh, w- would you say he's part of the main reason that you're able to run oh, this successfully? Definitely, yeah. I, he actually helps. He works for the business part-time. Mm-hmm. as our CFO, and I think definitely without support, it's it's not possible to have a business of any kind. For I, I don't believe for anybody. You need some sort of support from your family, from your friends. And Josh, is re- you're from California? Originally from Memphis. Tennessee. Oh, Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Memphis. Uh, okay. t- <laughs> Where else have you been, Josh? I've been to a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> and and Josh, Josh and Deeksha met in Dartmouth. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. And yep. they got married here three years ago. I will be were there at the wedding. Yep. Yeah, 2019. For almost four years now. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Beale Street in Memphis, where you can get all the best barbecue you can, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday night crazies. Yep. Every night crazies. Every night crazies. <laughs> all right, folks, we're going to be right back. This We're talking to uh, our guest, Dee Gotham, and she is the founder of the Boss Body Revolution. And we'll find out more about this when we come back. This is Indo-American News. Don't go away. K254BZ Fairbanks. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Amerijuve announces October specials. Revamp your look. Stop thinking razor. Start thinking laser. Full body laser hair removal with unlimited treatments for one year. $2,100 with lifetime warranty. Microneedling three for $750. Lip fillers $500. Valid until October 31st. Call Amerijuve 713-960-6262 or visit Amerijuve.com. Amerijuve. Look good, feel good. If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today, News at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday, 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. 
Politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American. American News. Hello, everyone. We're back again here. We're talking to Diksha D. Gotham. I, I love the way that the D comes in. It's kind of uh, throws me off a little bit too, but that's great. Uh, Sorry, you can just call me D. That's okay. Oh, and you can call me J. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's the founder of the uh, the Boss Body Revolution, which is a very catchy title for an online company, uh, and she a company that helps South Asian women transform their physiques, health, and confidence for life. And uh, we talked about how she got to this point uh, in the evolution from being in the tech industry to now f- helping women with the. Uh, with uh, with their bodies. Uh, what makes South Asian body types so different from other ethnicities? Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't think it's something that many people realize that our, our body types are quite different from other ethnicities. Uh, as many of us know, we have much higher rates of heart disease, diabetes. South Asians make up 25% of the world's population. Mm-hmm. But guess what percentage of heart disease deaths we make up? What's your guess? 38%? Higher. 50%? 50%. Really? Yep, 25% of the population, but 50% of heart disease mm. deaths, cardiovascular-related deaths. Wow. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that go into that. You know, obviously, the, the lifestyle is a factor, and we'll talk a lot about that today. Um, but our bodies are a little bit different. So to begin, we tend to store more central belly fat, basically. Mm-hmm. And we tend to have slightly thinner arms and legs and lower levels of lean muscle mass. So uh-huh. somebody from another ethnic group may, if the, when they gain weight, they may kind of gain it all over. And some of that weight might be muscle that they're gaining. But mm. as, as daisies, we typically gain that weight in our belly or, or that truncal area. And it's visceral fat, the bad kind of fat that is related to things like uh, diabetes, other metabolic conditions, insulin resistance, and so on. So, you know, and, and there are a lot of other factors as well. We have, um, some people say we have smaller, I believe, arteries or something like that. Um, but the, all these things in, in conjunction make up this, uh, it kind of lays the foundation for predisposing us to a lot of these negative health conditions. And then when we add on top of that our lifestyles, which are not great, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I recently learned that Indians in America are one of the the most sedentary ethnic groups. <laughs> you don't the have most. to tell us with the IT jobs and everything. Yeah, that probably makes yeah, we're the sense. highest earning, but the most sedentary. Well, the, right? all the professionals are too busy earning a living. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and, and desk it, jobs, living mainly. Totally, right? totally. Um, so you add on top of that base a sedentary lifestyle, a poor diet then it just creates this host of conditions that leads to these negative outcomes. And we cannot control our genetics, right? We cannot control that, but we can control our lifestyle. And there is a lot we can do around our lifestyle to lose weight, take care of our health, um, and overall be healthy and active. So, Diksha, what does uh, Boss Body, um, 
How does it help? What yeah, so what's I the components a, of your totally, program? Totally. I run a coaching company. Um we do fitness and nutrition coaching for women online and we focus on um the strategy, the accountability and the community aspect. And make sure that you have a clear plan that works for you and your body that's sustainable. So nothing crazy like uh you know the typical when do you think of diet, right? What do you think of? Uh, starving yourself. Exactly, right? What do you think of <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most people think of eating nothing but air and and dry salad, dry chicken mm-hmm. and broccoli, right? Becoming um, vegetarian basically. And if you're already <laughs> vegetarian, stick to oatmeal and salads. That, exactly, that's right? No more paneer parathas for me. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. You, we're from deep south. That that's a delicacy for us. Yeah. So we basically think of misery, restriction and deprivation, which mm-hmm. I, I, nobody wants to stick to that, right? If you think of it that way, it's going to suck and you're not going to see any results because you won't stick to it. So at, at BBR and my company, we focus on giving you a plan that's actually sustainable for you. So really incorporating the foods that you like to eat, but in the right portions in a plate that's more balanced. So for example, if you did want to eat aloo paratha, maybe instead of eating 4 or 5 with a, you know, huge chunks of ghee on top, maybe we eat one or two and then maybe we add a side of vegetables or a side of uh maybe something like a greek yogurt for some protein on that plate. So we focus on really the right plan that is uh effective, sustainable while while eating desi food. We work with a lot of South Asian women um who want to eat that cultural food and still reach their goals. You know, I I recently found out how how much I love Chobani yogurt. It's so good. It is very good. So Now creamy. is is that yeah, is that yeah, a, yeah. a good form of protein from what you're saying? Yeah, you is know, it good typically definitely I think the the Greek yogurt one hack that I love doing for Indian food is using Greek yogurt to make raita mm, because their typical yeah. Indian dahi just does not have that much protein, especially compared to Greek yogurt. Really? Yeah, yeah, it has less protein. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been uh, So, a question for you in in, in terms of uh, success stories. Mm-hmm. Can you highlight what demographics that you see is most receptive to your program and what kind yeah. of success stories you have had? Definitely. Well, so the great thing about our program is we customize it to the individual. So, we've worked with women from age 18 to 70. Mm-hmm. and all across we have trainers who are certified in menopause in prenatal pregnancy post postpartum uh and i think what really makes somebody successful is not necessarily their age or their demographic but their willingness to be adaptable to change to put in the work you know obviously we want it to be enjoyable and sustainable but you still have to do the work right you so have to go to the gym and the the the, the yeah. gym is the work Well, it depends on the person. Many people we do actually home workouts because a lot of people maybe don't have time to drive to the gym, come back. Uh so we'll write them. We have an app that we use, so we'll So write. you can do online following yeah, someone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we do uh workouts, uh and even the food side of it, right? It's not yes, we want you to be able to eat your cultural foods, but the people who are going to be successful are the ones who are going to actually put in that work to understand what does a balanced plate look like and and learn. So I think it's less about the age and more about your uh I guess intent and and willingness to Well, if I were to sign up for the program, yeah. what would be the process? Yeah, so first we do a consultation with you to really make sure to understand what are your goals, what are you struggling with, and is it you know, confirm it's something we can help you with. In some cases, we may need actually a medical dietitian or to refer out, but most people, you know, if you sign up with us will understand your goals and then your coach will you'll be paired with a coach who we pair you with based on 
based on your personality, what you're looking for, any specialties like like menopause or pregnancy, things like that. Mm-hmm. Not for you, Sri Their Uncle, but <laughs> <laughs> menopause. Menopause, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm on a pause, but not menopause. Yeah, yeah. So we'll pair you with the right coach for your your needs, and then they'll write you a plan. So they'll write you a nutrition strategy. For some people, we utilize like kind of portion guides. Some people we do tracking calories or protein things like that. Um, the right strategy is really tailored to the individual. We'll also write you a workout plan, whether that's home workouts, gym workouts, whatever is realistic for you. And we'll give you a daily step goal as well, um, because that's also important. It's not just what you do that 30 minutes in the gym. It's your other movement through the day. So we'll give you a daily step goal to sort of account for that. Mm. And then you'll kind of go through your plan. And then every week you'll have a check in with your coach. So we have different formats. um, But let's say you do a Zoom call every week. You check in with your coach. How did the week go? What worked? What didn't work? What's the plan for this coming week? What are we going to eat? That kind of stuff. So it helps you stay accountable and actually consistent. Well, um, what about people who want to take a shortcut and they start taking these uh, drugs like Bigovi or Ozempic? Ozempic, Ozempic, yeah. Which, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a shortcut. I think for some people, that can be the right approach. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it's a blanket, this is bad, this is good. For some individuals, it can be helpful. Um, Those should always be paired with lifestyle changes also, though. Mm-hmm. Because you know the the use of these two drugs has gone up so much, Quite it really a has. That a lot of uh, restaurants and grocery stores are starting to feel the pinch, mm-hmm. because some of the sales of some of these items are really going down. For example, mm. all the chips and stuff, you know, oh. the snacks and so on. I didn't know that. So they they're having a big impact. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, do you, uh, so uh, do you have any success stories that Sridhar asked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you asked for the demographics of who's right, and some yeah, yeah. success stories you wanted to share. With yeah, the I mean, we've worked with thousands of women, and it everything from we recently helped one client lose about fifty pounds, and um, I think for a lot of people, it's not just about you know your workout and your diet. It's a lot of other stuff, right? If we are having a really stressful time at work, and maybe you're coming home and stress eating. Uh, numkeens, right? Or stress-eating mixtures, right? Which we all do have done. Um, but sometimes we have to address behaviors like that. Let's find different ways to cope with your stress. In some cases, uh, there may need to be, let's say it's somebody cooking for their whole family. We might need to learn how to balance meals for the family versus portioning out what you're going to eat. So it, again, it really depends on the individual. So but that's we, where your customization comes into exactly, play. Exactly, right? Okay. I think that's one mistake people make when trying to lose weight or improve their fitness is they follow some random generic plan from the internet that says, you know, don't eat roti, that's it. And then, you know, whatever. They, they don't see results because it's not tailored to them and it's not actually sustainable for them. So are there some easy ways for Desi people to add protein to the meals? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we talked about Greek yogurt. That's a very easy way. It, it replaces something you're already eating, which is dahi, right? It's a right. very easy replacement. Another way is I, I, doing tofu. tofu. So tofu mm-hmm. is very versatile. You can make it into tofu burji. You can, you know, mention paratha. You can make tofu paratha. You can even use it to bind roti dough. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, if you're making rotis. So, I actually have a... Uh, a recipe book called the Fit Daisy Food Guide, and yeah. I have a recipe for tofu roti in there. Wow, nice, nice. So things like cheeses, would uh-huh. are they good for you? 
In moderation, cheese has some protein, but it also has uh, fats as well. So if you eat a lot of cheese, you can get a lot of protein, but you also will get a lot of calories overall from the fats. So mm -hmm. I would say in moderation, it's fine, but maybe add something else to your meal as well. So Deeksha, you were invited to the White House as an influencer. Can you talk a little bit about that? Wow. Sure. Yeah, this was last Diwali season. Um, they had Diwali at the White House mm -hmm. and uh, invited, I guess, business owners, influencers, some celebrities. And I was invited and I, I went. Um, it was a really cool experience. Uh, President Biden spoke and his wife spoke. His daughter actually did a dance. There were a couple different dance performances and a, a sitar player performed. And then it was kind of mingling and they served different snacks, and one of the snacks, they served pakoras. <laughs> I, I never in a million years thought I would be eating pakoras at the, White, the White House. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the most unexpected thing of my life. Good, good. That's great. That's great. So um, uh, how does someone monitor what they're doing? I mean, you set them up in a program. Uh -huh. Let's say I call up and I, uh, or I go to the website which is uh, bossrevolution.com. Bossbodyrevolution.com. Bossbodyrevolution.com. B-O-S-S, bodyrevolution.com. And I sign up with you, mm -hmm. and I fill out the necessary paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. We have a consult. You end up setting this up on mm -hmm. some sort mm -hmm. of program. How do you monitor whether there's a, how successful they're being? Yeah, I mean, that's the best part about our weekly check-ins is that you're meeting with your coach every week and your coach is reviewing your data. So if your goal is weight loss, then we'll look at, you know, the did you typically a client will log their weight in our app and we'll see where are we at, um, how they'll log, you know, their exercise. Did you do your workouts this week? And so the, the your coach is really your partner in this journey to help you stay accountable and see if you've been consistent or not. So and, and the other thing is you actually can text your coach during the week if you have questions as well. So you, you basically, uh, you, you, you set up the, 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 your, your client mm -hmm. with another trainer or a coach. Correct. Who is already in your network. I, in my company, I have a team of 10 coaches. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, they all understand South Asian bodies and food and culture. And so we'll pair a, the client with the coach and then... Um, give the, give a plan and then meet each week for support and accountability. Uh, great. So how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram if you have Instagram at D-E-E underscore Gautam, G-A-U-T-H-A-M. Or if you want to check out our program, it's at www.bossbodyrevolution.com. That's B-O-S-S-B-O-D-Y, mm -hmm. revolution.com. Yeah, and, and the reason I named it that was because, well, first, I want you to feel like a boss in your body, you know, just feeling really good in your body and that implies that. And then revolution in that it's a little different than what we, normal people do to get fit or lose weight or improve their health. It's not your typical diet. It's more of a um, holistic lifestyle change that actually is effective long term. Okay. So you followed uh, these instructions yourself. Do yeah, you have a yeah. coach yourself? I work with a trainer right now for my workouts, oh, okay. uh, but I do my own nutrition. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But depends on the season. If I have specific goals, then I might work with a coach. I think as South Asians, this is a, a good point, actually. Many of us ask for help when it comes to, you know, our kids studying for SATs or 
um, with work or career milestones, but we don't ask for help when it comes to nutrition and fitness. And there's, you know, all of us have some uncle who can help with finance or, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> uncle. <laughs> we have an uncle who can help with this or that or our doctor in the family, but most of us don't have somebody to help them with their health and fitness. That, that's right? an important point you bring up, right? And I've seen that happen in my, uh, with my parents, my siblings and all yeah. that. Especially in the South Asian women, health after you marry and mm -hmm. have kids, you're just completely ignored. Yeah. You're focused on raising kids and all that. Do do your clients come in at a later stage and say, Definitely, oh my yeah. God, I've, I'm so overweight now. The physicians want me to cut down on this, that and the other. Is that what usually is a calling I think it, it depends on the person. I think for some people, their, their, I guess, turning point is maybe they go to the doctor and they realize they have a condition. For other people, it's maybe they try on an outfit and they don't feel as good in it or it doesn't fit. Um, for some people, it's, you know, I realize I can't run around with my kids at the playground anymore. So it really depends on the person. But yeah, I think it's something that we don't have a lot of generational knowledge around, right? Yeah. And so because of this, then we just succumb to all these myths Mm -hmm. You know, and, and shortcuts, right? Shortcuts, myths. We're afraid to go to the gym, afraid of this. Think new, healthy means this, and a lot of just uh, incorrect beliefs. Well, Diksha, thank you so much. For, we're almost out of time right now. Um, and But it, it's been a pleasure talking to you about all the, uh, the, the things that are possible for people who are having severe physical is issues or fitness issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that people will be. Uh, uh, curious to know more. Uh, if you want to uh, know more about her, uh, Diksha's company is called the Boss Body Revolution. I love the title there. I know. Oh, we just talked about that when yeah. you stepped out. Yeah. Yeah. You know why she calls it the Boss? Yeah, right? yeah. I, I heard that on the <laughs> yeah, way out. Okay. Uh, but um, you can reach her at d d w -E at bossbodyrevolution.com. Is is there a phone number too that you want to give or no? Uh, I don't have a phone number right now. No. Okay, great. Well, that's the way to do it, and go to her. But Instagram is probably the best way. If at you have d, d underscore d e underscore Gotham. G a u t h a m. So, do you have a set of uh, videos on your Instagram account? Yeah, I post a lot of content on there around how to make more balanced meals. I have a series called Balanced This, where I take typical Indian meals like upma or poha or um, what else have I done? Alu Dosa, parata. Alu parata. I've done one with parata, <laughs> and I show you know this is how you can make it a little bit more balanced and optimal for your health. Wonderful. Well, thank, thank, thank you, you very much, yeah. Dee. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Enjoy Dee. having you with us. And okay. good luck with uh, Thanks, Josh. the whole yeah. revolution. Thank you. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American News Radio. Relationships, you know, they are like food. उनका भी ख्याल ना रखा जाए, तो वो भी कभी कड़वे, तो कभी खट्टे हो जाते हैं. लेकिन अगर जरा सी मिठास डाल दी जाए, तो दूर हुए लोग भी नजदीक आ जाते हैं. तो फिर आप किसी के घर खाली हाथ क्यों जाते हैं? अब से मत करना ये mistake. Do not forget to take cookies or cakes. Hot breads, the baked with love cookies and cakes. Five seven zero zero Hillcroft seven one three seven eight five one two one two. 
If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today IndoAmericanNews at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday, 3 to 6. PM with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Welcome back, folks. We're really delighted that you spent uh, the last couple of hours of your Saturday afternoon with us. We're happy that you took the time to do this, and really, we hope that you're enjoying what you're hearing. We, we just talked to Sheila Hansel about credit card fraud, and now I'm worried about all the credit cards I have. And yeah. <laughs> And then you're probably worrying about your body. My body, I'm worrying about my body because I talked to D. You know, I mean, D. Gotham, and uh, about what I'm eating and so on and so forth. But hopefully now I'm going to get some solace from talking to Ali Tariq about the book that he wrote called "Echo of the Silence." But we'll we'll introduce Ali. You, do you want to do that promote? Sure, that's fine. Um, I'm pleased to introduce Ali Tariq. Um, Ali was born in Bangladesh in 1973. Due to the nature of his father's occupation, Tariq lived in different parts of Bangladesh and a few years of his childhood in the Middle East. He did a bachelor's in computer science and engineering from Bangladesh University of Engineering and Technology, where as a student, he was very active in the cultural and literary area. Together with his friend Nahid Sultana, who is now his wife, he founded four organizations in his university for recitation, drama, music, and literature. After graduation, Tariq had a brief stint teaching in a university and as a research associate for the Center for Alternatives and was a regular contributor to the national newspaper uh, in English called the Daily Star. Later, he moved to the United States and completed his master's from Mississippi State University in Starkville. He currently works as an enterprise program manager for Apple and lives in Houston with his wife and three daughters and a son. He runs a theater in Houston and has produced and directed dozens of stage plays. He has also written half a dozen play scripts. He wrote and directed a short film that is being submitted at various international film festivals and currently working on a feature-length film. An elocutionist, he maintains a YouTube channel called Bachik Shilpi, which means vocal artist. He has published poems, short stories, and articles in Bengali and English in literary magazines and anthologies. Tariq runs a critique group under the Houston Writers Guild for last few years. His Bengali short story collection, Santan Os... Sanketar 
Upokhata was published from Dhaka in 2022. Echo of Silence is his debut English novel. No, Echo of the of Silence. The silence. Oh, okay. Which is a catchy title. I mean, I, what's, why Echo of the Silence? What does that mean, Tariq? Uh, um, so that's a question I was <laughs> planning to answer a little later. Oh, okay. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I have been getting this question, why this name, Echo of the Silence? It's very, okay, okay um, we'll get into so it. So then later. I have something to ask. Because Sridhar has been reading the book. I have been trying, yes. Trying. Uh, and uh, first thing, mm -hmm. my kids always tell me only my the left side of my brain works. I'm analytical, engineering, arithmetic, and finance skills. You seem to have mastered both lobes of your brain, the left side and the right side. <laughs> you're a computer science man, and you're so good in the creative side of it also. Kudos to you for the gift of however it has happened. It's just amazing to see somebody from my side of the community taking on the arts and uh, excelling in it. Thank you very much. Uh, that is also something I, I get actually um, questioned by and that I have a long, kind of long answer to that too. But I'll just please try yeah. just yeah. a little bit. Let's yeah. have the short version. Yeah, yeah, yeah short as I can, I can. So one of the things I thought that this is a um, like when you talk about her brain, like left yeah. side and right side, it's kind of like modeling, right? We right. try to come up with like approximation of how we think brain works. But my understanding is that that's not exactly how it works. It's just that we have a m more um, uh, like one of the side has more strength over the other. Mm. Uh, but one thing I have noticed is that. Um, the analytical thing, it, it, if, you, if, if you have um, like really, really strong analytical side, you can actually translate into the creative other side. creative side also. Yes, mm. something that I have noticed and I have some examples to give, but I'm not going there, but I just, okay. you know, just putting it there. But it's fascinating. I, I just admire that you can but, do both sides of it. No, but you, it's not new though. You've been doing this since college. Yeah. So uh, you yeah. were predisposed <laughs> to the creative mm -hmm. arts, but if you were a typical South Asian child, your parents insisted that you get something more productive in the line of work, right? From innovative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that brings me to actually um, the, how I grew up a little bit. Yeah. My, my, my father was a physicist and an engineer. My mother was, a, she, she was surely a homemaker, they say, but uh, she was a writer. But also my, my, my father's cousin used to live with us when he was going to medical college and he was a polymath, like he was good in everything. And he introduced me to all the branches of knowledge, including science and uh, humanities and everything. And he was an artist also. So that's how I was introduced to. And my father never actually asked me what to go for study or anything, what to do. He always gave his opinions and, you know, compared. My mother was a little bit like, you know, like you were saying, like yeah. South, South Asian parents. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, all these three forces work together to, you know, take me to this point. So when did it? move from your formal education to this or you just grew up with all of this yeah. as part of your uh, interests? Right, because when I was like five or six years old, my, my uncle used to uh, direct drama at our home. So I could I mm. saw drama happening there. I started acting there. And writing, of course, because he used to write. Um, and I, st I felt like I need to. Uh, he used to recite. And my mother used to recite. Uh, my, my mother used to write poems and talk to us. My father well, had this very scientific mind, so he used to ask me all these scientific questions and philosophical questions also. And I feel like he, he passed away like 12 years ago. But mm. later I realized that I was so uh, fortunate because he used to ask me all these questions. And when I answered, for scientific question, he would say, yeah, I knew you could answer that. And for philosophical questions, I could see that he was admiring my thoughts 
And that time I didn't realize how, how valuable that was, but later I realized. So I think all those things, um, yeah, your question was like when it started. Yes. No, no, but, but let's move yeah. on from that because sure. we, yeah. we've only got a so finite amount of time. Uh, we want to know more about the creative processes that you've gone through, especially with regard to your book. Now, Sridhar, you read, you've read the book. What do you think? It, it, to be honest, it was, for me, it took a lot of time to read it a couple of times and the first few pages to even to get the concept that was going on. It was fascinating. It starts with uh, Penelope and how she thinks of her own pencils having but, names but and the style, light and all. But his style. His style. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fiction reader, but I, I did uh, struggle with trying to get to the plot of the story. It is a writer within a writer and the, the, the romance aspirations of it. If you can help me understand that, that'll sure, help yeah. me. And uh, first of all, yeah, I, I get this a lot also. I mean, uh, a few people who have read them. So it's, it's, it's a story within a story. Story, yeah. Uh, actually, there are like six levels of stories. Levels, yeah. There. But one, like he probably, Sridhar probably couldn't get there. But let me stop there and, and let me talk about the uh, story, if you if you The process, yes. Yeah, yeah so the, this, this novel is about, actually, the Penelope is like 60s, uh, you know, woman in the 60s, a writer. She has already written like 20 What, what is the books. setting? So, yeah, and I'm, I'm getting to there, too, because this is part of the story. You'll get it. Okay. Give me just one minute, uh, two minutes. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll get there. So Penelope, yeah, she sees uh, in this country, somewhere in the United States, some state, you know, um, she's a writer, so she's writing, and she's, she needs to write the next book. In the meantime, she gets to know that um, she had a romantic relationship with somebody 40 years ago. Mm. And one day, suddenly, he disappeared, just gone without any notice or warning or anything. So she went through this, you know, pain, this hurting and anger, mourning and all grieving. this, grieving and everything. Yeah. And then she kind of like got over with them, but she never really did because it wasn't redeemed, right? So now 40 years passed. It's a distant memory. Now she got to know that this guy, uh, he is coming to a writer's conference in the city where she's also going to as a, as a speaker. Mm -hmm. So when she got to know that, so all those emotions are coming back. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult for her to, to write. That's what she's, why she's struggling to start a story and how she's going to do this because all these emotions are coming out. Coming out and, and she is um, struggling to actually make anything out of it. So what she ends up doing is writing the story through another writer who is young, who is more romantically disposed as of now, so that she can tell the story through her, who is, who is Julie. Mm -hmm. yep. Now, Julie starts writing about Henry, you know, the Henry setting. Henry set in a, in a world where his name is the only uh, like Anglican name you can see. All other characters are actually named Greek names, yeah. Greek mythological characters. Yeah. All of them, all the names have some subtle parallels with the you know, original Greek characters. Mm -hmm. no, you don't see any power. There's no car. It's like horse carriage and all these things. So it's kind of like a... So you even have castles and all that right, uh, right. somewhere along the story. It's yeah. A, okay. So what's going on basically Henry's journey because Henry loves some, somebody called Echo which is one of the uh, one of the reasons why the book's Book name is Echo. Echo yeah. Henry loves someone named Echo? Echo, yeah. Right. Echo, character. Yeah, Echo is from Greek mythology, you know, kind of Sisyphus. So okay. It's going from there. But, so that's your uh, answer to your question. The setup is Penelope and Julie is in, you know, modern day United States. Henry is in some time that we don't know about. There's no power. There are Greek mythological characters, or not characters, but the names, castles. It's kind of like timeless. Right. Yeah. So Julie is writing about Henry. Correct. Okay. Now, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, tell you, like about the name. Uh, when I started this writing this story, I actually the working title was 
the love stories because it's about stories also i know so it's each chapter had a different sort of starting and an ending with different characters but henry continues all the way right. through echo until the end where correct the plot ends in a different correct. tone yeah yeah and here also the story the story characters are sometimes talking to the writers and this is all about exploring what's going on in penelope's head mm-hmm. so this all thing is basically reflective of yeah. yeah so that's the essence i was trying to get to henry has a i i guess he likes to talk to every woman he sees right or at least in some parts where he's with zeus he's go he is as a flower decorator and all of that and he likes to uh, meet with different women talk and all that what kind of emotions of penelope are we reflecting there with henry's personality because he's like a, a st- uh, he's there in the entire story all the way isn't he Yes. Um so if you like I don't want to spoil the story because ah, okay. there's one answer if I want to give them. Okay, <laughs> then okay. Spoil, I'll spoil it. Okay. But uh one thing yes. Um no, Henry is not always looking for every woman okay. he wants. Okay. That was par- particularly he was trying to look find back somebody impersonating psyche. Okay. Psyche Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I, I don't want to yeah, yeah, give yeah. Okay. too much but, but okay. Yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by something here Ali. Ali. Yeah. Um you you're the writer yeah. this is coming out of your mind right i mean we might be talking about them like the next door neighbors or something but really you're writing about penelope and and then you're writing about julie and then you're writing a story that henry's writing and I mean, henry's also writing about somebody else and he's also point. part of the story right so <laughs> right. how do you i mean this is fascinating how do you keep all this straight um well since you know it's all happening in my head so i kind of know what i it's, want it's to like do it's like russian dolls but, you know those right. little r- russian Matryoshka, dolls you can stack matryoshka doll you're talking about right, right. yeah yeah now also when we do said like i'm writing i was thinking what we, the way you're going to go to is so penelope's writer is me like henry's writer is julie julie's writer is henry uh, penelope penelope's writer is myself and there might be somebody who's writing about my story right but it, um, at the right. end of the day the book is a story within a story right. within a story which is all written by you right right and yeah but your question but my question <laughs> is how do you keep this straight i mean it is you're actually writing six stories at all at once um yeah um like i said um because i came up with this so i know exactly where <laughs> i want to be mm-hmm. what time and um because it's almost like a dream because i have seen like we all do probably like we see a dream and within a dream we have dream right and then we wake up and we think that we woke up from dream but we are still in another dream right and then we wake up mm. and then we see and the reason i said that because when that happens we actually kind of lose ourselves we don't know that we are in a dream right. and that kind of happens when i'm writing also and i want me to let that, that happen because each story has a life and that's one of the thing about this book that each story actually has a life mm-hmm. and why because the writer if you if you have gone to that part where uh, henry's character penelope is is a third level penelope she's actually writing one section actually it's a monologue mm-hmm. but she's talking to herself that's why she's actually talking about why writers want to write and why writers creates character um and again i'm not going to go much on that true true uh, but uh, that can answers um not mm. answers but touches your question yes it does um, it does i i love to say this for anybody who reads it you have to take it slow to read and live through the the characters and and the scenarios that you're uh it's not for speed reading 
because there's so much going on in the story, right? Mm-hmm. So many mm-hmm. characters, so many dimensions. It, it, you have to work through the story and be with his mind how he's portraying all these characters. So, Do you agree with that, uh, Tari? Yeah, I do. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, folks who are just joining us, uh, we, I just wanted to point out that we are talking to our uh, guest right now is Ali Tariq. He is an author. He's, he's a very accomplished playwright. He's made movies. He's, uh, po- he's written poems, short stories, and so on in Bengali and in English. And he is, uh, we're talking to him about his debut English novel called Echo of the Silence, which is actually available on Amazon, is it? Uh, yeah, Amazon and uh, Barnes and & Noble and Thrift Books and a bunch of other websites for pre-order right now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be officially published on November 14th, but it's ready for pre-order. And anyone who is willing to increase it to buy my book, I would request them to pre-order them because that helps my book with the ranking. Okay, so pre-ordering is actually a good thing, right? Yeah. Now. Right. And uh, so we, t- we are asking him all about his, uh, his, the process uh, behind the, the book and the process behind, uh, well, the novel, the storyline, actually. But also, we've learned quite a bit about the your own uh, your own journey, right, your own right, journey right. in right. going from mm-hmm. being a still a, a tech in the techno- technology field, yeah, and other fields, also. and other fields. So um, now, uh, which books would you say have resemblance with this book? Uh, yeah, um, so. Uh, th- this is this this question is an interesting question because I have been actually find trying to find the answer and that's why I find it interesting. Um, couple of books, a couple of books specifically, I felt that might have some influence on it is and both of them by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, mm-hmm. his uh, most renowned novel, uh, One Hundred Years of Solitude. Oh yes, I love that. Yeah, uh, that's that used to be one of my like, most favorite books. Still, it is. Uh, I th- the reason I I I think that because. Um, after I wrote it, after at one point I realized that I was doing a few things that he did there and with some other book, mm-hmm. Innocent Erendira. Like there is mm-hmm. one character called Ulysses. Ulysses is in Innocent Erendira's main character, one of the main characters. But he also pops up in Modern Years of Solitude. Mm-hmm. And, but in this book, there are stories you have seen like Henry dies and then he mm-hmm. re- revives. Right. right? Those are actually completely different stories, but sometimes there's some connection. Connection, in that. yeah. And some magic realistic thing that came up here. But the other book, I th- and also by G- Marcus, is um, Love in the Time of Cholera. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. I, I like that one, too. I, I realize that this has some, you know, some influence. Yeah, similarities, right, yeah. M- more than influence. And also Milan, Milan Kundera. Milan Kundera, life, uh, existence is elsewhere, back in like 19, late 80s. Existence is elsewhere. I, I can see some similarities with that. Yeah. Not, yeah. I, you know, you, I see a similarity with a movie that's that w- featured Leonardo DiCaprio. In- Inception. Inception. Yeah, he he stole my idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he stole <laughs> because, your idea because I, I I wrote this story before that movie came out. <laughs> really? Because that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Story Mama, within a story. Within right. Story. Dream, dream, dream within a dream, a dream. Yeah. Right, right. But that idea actually, uh, Milan Kundera came up with that idea. But that is also there. I was writing a story about dream within a dream. And then I realized Milan Kundera write some, wrote something like that, but for completely different purposes. My purpose was actually trying to get through the layers of personality. Right. But for Milan Kundera, it was different. Inception is completely different. Inception is basically going into people's mind and how we can expand your time and you have more time to do 
uh, within each level, right? So that you can. But it's also a different medium. It's it's right, actually right. a movie. Right. But somebody had to write the screenplay. Exactly, and at this mo this book, I can see it as a screenplay, very complicated one, but I can see it too. So. Right. Uh, we have to go to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay. Six seven seven six. Bringing diamonds to life. Let's keep it hot. Believe me. The station is Masala Radio. Masala Radio. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better every Saturday. Listen to Masala Radio, three to six p.m. Indo-American News. Folks, we're back again. We're talking to Ali Tariq about his book, Echo of the Silence. And he's going to be reading. You can, Tariq, maybe you can read a little uh, section or two from the book. Yeah, this is from chapter four, which is called The Green Festival. Um, I'm starting reading on the second section. So here you go. It was a festival. They called it the Green Festival. No one knew why it was called this. Perhaps its inception predated the last traces of the collective curiosity of the villagers to know its origin. Or the speculations around the origin of its name that those villagers crafted and the rumors they let spawn mingled with other myths and legends Bless to create such a chronicler commission that no one knew why it was called the Green Festival. The women did wear green, emerald green. Only the women, not the men. The men wore white. This led to a loose consensus among the women and a smidgen of covert discomfort among the men that the festival had commenced exclusively for women and, like most unsubstantiated beliefs, itself promoted its own conviction. But the men attended the festival more than the women did, almost as if they had a point to prove. As for the women, their concession was mitigated by their realization that it could hardly be a festival for them were it not for the men. The two forces, female certitude and male discomfiture, the two unlikely counterparts frolicked and scuffled and nestled and bred oodles of activities for men. They raced along the length of the valley and came back spent and empty-handed, their faces smeared in smiles of ignorance. They joined in the contest to throw sacks of grain to reach the future they could not see. They hurled their lances and shot arrows that scored no one's heart. They ran and jumped into the air and that took them across no abyss. They wrestled, they boxed, they tugged, only in the futile attempt to saturate the air with their feeble breath and the languid stench of their sweat. But the wind from the sea was strong and blew relentlessly to sweep away their attempts to stamp marks in the valley air. The women cooked food, they embroidered clothes and draperies, crafted pottery and carved jewelry. They arranged their artifacts on tables in different stalls to make themselves more conspicuous to the jostling crowd. They also engaged in a few sports, but the only game in which they competed with men was the swimming contest 
the festival's kingpin. The festival took place on a plain between the foot of mountain and the lagoon that led to the sea. They dared each other to swim in the lagoon into and into the sea as far as they could. There had always been an equal number of male and female contestants. No record existed to indicate which side had won more often. Rumor abound, predominantly among women, that they were the uncontested winners because many times one of them had gone so far out to the sea that she never made it back to land. Making it back was not a prerequisite to win. The only deciding factor was the extent one brave to venture. But that was largely the women's sides of the story. Nothing was ever substantiated. No one else kept. There was one person, though, who balanced the ominous proof and frustrating disproof. He was the wealthiest and most handsome man in the village. Some called him Cupid, some Hades, but most called him Narcissus. His favorite pastime was drinking with his solemn procession on the wrong side of the midnight, flaunting his exploits with the beautiful girls from the village. The stories that trickled down from the exclusive binge were so imbued with bombastic inebriety and ornate with such improbable pomposity that they went around as fables which everyone liked to share and not without their own contributions. One such story claimed that every year, sometime before the festival, Narcissus would cherry-pick a beautiful girl from the village. As he did to innumerable others, he would seduce her and devour her youth to the point of exhaustion. When he acquired the fatal command over his enamored prey, he would threaten to desert her. To all her tearful entreaties, he would spend, respond by daring her to win the swimming contest, after which he would receive her as, a, as his bride, only, of course, if she made it back to land. No one ever returned. Every year, the story went, they had gone so far into the deep of their love that they exhausted themselves too completely to redeem it. Wow, that is... It's it's po very poetic. I, I haven't told so. <laughs> there, there's so many beautiful words in there. They're all conjoined, co-joined co together, and 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 they paint a very beautiful picture of the of of, of the episode. Right. He there. have a great, uh, vivid imagination. He sure does. And he can put it down in words. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. That was really really Thank nice. You. Thank you. So, um, the uh, Sridhar, you're the one who read, read the book. What do you think about the ending of the book, without giving it away? I don't know where to start. Well, no, don't uh, give it you, away. Did you reach I, the ending? I did reach the ending. Okay. Uh, Was it satisfactory? Did you feel like all your questions had been answered? No, my questions were more. <laughs> because because of the fact that it, it, it's a very imaginative storyline, right? Mm -hmm. You have to keep up with the, the storyline, the layer within the layer, and lay, and also different timelines, like you said, different dimensions, uh, different dimensions, different uh, landscape, for lack of a better word. Right. Were, were, did, were all those nicely stitched together at the end? They were. They were. But like I said, you have to read it slow, go... There's so much of feelings in a, in everything you have described, right? Especially the relationship feelings, different kinds of relationships, and why that is happening. There, there's thoughts that go behind the relationship, which is what I thought Penelope is trying to deliver, right? Right, the, the, explore. Yeah, yeah explore. It, it, it's not like a converging kind of uh, thing. It is for you to think. It reminds me of in South India, there was a director called Balchander. Yeah. He, he would do social movies, that would leave you with open dimensions of society where you want to figure out 
what goes on, right? It's right. not like ending like Shole where Gabbar Singh gets killed and you're done. No, thank thank you for putting that way because right? yeah, that was one of the ideas. But at the very end, um, yeah, I tried to um, st- stitch this story, the main line on the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with like Henry Appleman coming. But again, like it's going to be a giveaway. So yeah. Well, Ali, thank you yeah. so much for coming in. We're almost out of time. We're actually almost out of time for the show because we're, we're about 10 minutes away from the, the end of the show. Um, we really appreciate your, your, your sharing this with us. And folks, we're talking to Ali Tariq about his debut English novel called Echo of the Silence. Uh, it's available on Amazon or on Barnes and Noble, and it, pre-ordering is going on right now. So that would help if you pre-order, because then it puts uh, the the novel at uh, ahead of other uh, novels, I guess, in ratings and so on. Um, it's a very imaginative kind of novel, and it's very poetic in, in, in descriptions and so on. As we just read, he just read a passage uh, through it, and uh, if you. Uh, would like to have him featured in some readings here in Houston or other other events here in Houston. Feel free to give us. A, do you want a number to be thrown out or no? Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. So, how do you reach? How do people reach you? Um, yeah, I can be reached at my number two eight one six seven eight six five five six. Two eight one six seven eight six five five six, and uh, he. Uh, this is not the only thing that he does. He's also done movies, poems, short stage plays, and so on. So thank you so much, Ali, for coming over and joining us this afternoon and telling us more about your novel. All the best of luck with it. Thank you very much, and thank you for thank having you. me here. Thank of you. Of course, of course. And folks, we'll be, uh, we'll be back in just a second while we uh, say goodbye to Ali. Okay. Listen to a little bit of music here. back here again folks this is Jawahar and Sridhar and we are going to do the concluding eight minutes of this show 
It's been a fast-paced show this afternoon, huh? It was very interesting. As usual, right, we have a variety of topics that we touch, and that's what fascinates me to come here as a guest host. <laughs> <laughs> and we love having you here as a guest host. You're not going to be here next Saturday. Uh, Sanchali is going to be here next Saturday, actually. Mm -hmm. And then the following Saturday, she is... I'll be back after that. In right. uh, November 18th weekend, I won't be back. I, right. I won't be here. Sorry. So you'll be taking over from Sinjali for the whole month of November, except for that one, sa yep. one Saturday. Uh, folks, uh, we are going to be concluding by a uh, couple of things. One is that I wanted to point out, as I was saying, on the, when I was on my soapbox, a couple of things here left over. KDA ISD voters will be asked to, to, to vote on a record on a record $840 million bond because all of you people are moving to Katy and your kids need schools. So they want to build schools. They want to do all sorts of stuff here. And that's a good thing. So, but I mean, I'm always surprised when a school district wants almost $1 billion worth of bonds. Yeah, that, that just shows us the size of the city and the growth and the economy. Well, n not well, only that, but, but their dreams are big. They built a $35 million football stadium, remember? Mm. For high school. So I think some of this has to uh, be vetted out. Now, the other thing was, don't forget, Governor Abbott is trying to hold up the legislature, all those legislators hostage until they pass his school voucher program, which is a giveaway to the wealthy, $8,000 a, a year, for them to be able to send their kids to to um, private schools. And by the way, one, one, one more thing. The people who are guiding Abbott and Patrick are two, two very rich oil tycoons in West Texas. Their name is D Tim Dunn and Farris Wilkes. They are billionaires who made it in the oil and gas business, and they've been holding, they are the ones who are behind the um, the uh, the conservative caucus that's in in the house right now, they want this this program to go through. And if you've been following the news recently, um, Patrick has been accused of taking three million dollars from the Texas um, uh, defend uh, what is it called defend Texas defend Texas Liberty, a deep pocketed conservative political political action committee, uh, which has had a, f a scandal put together by uh, the connection with Nick Fuentes, a, p a political commentator who has openly praised Adolf Hitler and denied the Holocaust and spent several hours with the leader of the te Defend Texas Liberty Pro Can you imagine? And uh, the House Speaker Dude, uh, Dade uh, Fallon had asked uh, for accounting from Patrick. Patrick countered back. He said, well, maybe you should resign. I mean, what kind of response <laughs> is this? And that is Patrick. So anyway, that's that's the, my two so, sh two seconds uh, of spiel uh, here. Let me ask a question there, Jawahar. When let's say this, for for argument's sake, if the voucher program passes, mm -hmm. now all the folks, like most of our South Asian folks, when you buy a house, you look for a good school district, right? And you go there, and the property prices have gone up because mm -hmm. people want to be in good school districts. Mm -hmm. That's going to get hurt badly, isn't it? Right, right, because. If they start uh, taking the $8,000, they'll mm -hmm. say, well, you know, that's a good deal. My kid, he needs an $8,000 uh, uh, subsidy. Else? Yeah. And I could send him to uh, St. John's or, or, or right. Strake Jesuit. Mm -hmm. 
and the quality of the student uh, population goes down. Correct. In those so, neighborhoods, and so no, it it's, affects it's, everybody. It's it's a lousy uh, thing to do, but Patrick is beholden to Farris and Wilkes because that's what they want. It's not what you guys want because you elected Abbott or, or Patrick because you weren't paying attention to the, who was actually pulling the strings. And mm. the strings were being pulled by someone else who has a, their, own, their own agenda. It's very ideological uh, moves. Right. So what about uh, anything on cricket? We've got uh, like oh two, minutes. Two, cricket, two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Yep. World Cup is going on, as most Indians know. Today there was uh, the, the, the most watched game in World Cup, India versus Pakistan. I, I, it started at 2.30 in the morning. And at 5 o'clock, uh, 4.30 in the morning, I checked the score. Mm. Pakistan was at 155 for 2. Mm. And then their middle order collapsed. Mm-hmm. 190 all out. Wow. With six overs to go. And the Indian bowling, Boomer, who's always the spearheading bowler in the attack, he took two wickets, but every other bowler pitched in. They all got two wickets each. Mm-hmm. So it was a team effort. And batting-wise, it was just so easy. We had... Uh, Rohit Sharma, the captain, playing a fantastic innings. It was it was a joy to watch him hit those sixes. So this was the match being played in Ahmedabad. In Ahmedabad, 132,000 uh, capacity stadium. Right. Uh, who's who of India was there essentially, and it was it, it was just a great game to watch and wow. watch India win. Wow, nice. So and now India is unbeaten after three games, uh-huh. uh, along with New Zealand. They are the top two uh, countries right now. Followed and by South Africa, Pakistan, England. So who who do they move on to? What do you mean? So what's the next match? So they they're playing the round robin right now. Oh, I see. So before they get to the knockouts, and this goes on till uh, the third week of November. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it is a bunch of games. All the way through Diwali, huh? Yep, November eighteenth. So my told you I'll be off. I'm. Uh, Going to be watching this match. With my brother, who's a cricketer, he wanted to watch the finals at his home with him. So oh, we're going I to be watching see, it I see, on I see. 18th. I see. Well, that's, that's, that's great. And uh, next week, we're going to have a couple of... Um, uh, well, we, we're going to have our quiz. Mm-hmm. I think I know this quiz one more time. And so we're looking for contestants. So you can reach us at 713-789-6397 or shoot us an email at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. And well, let me tell you, it's a lot of fun. People need to know that uh, every time I see quiz participants who come here, they leave the studio so happy. They and, enjoy it. And somebody wins something. Somebody wins something always, yes. Yeah. And then the next uh, week, we will have a full uh, house again with uh, different uh, guests. We'll be shooting that out in our promo on, the, on, on social media as well as uh, on, uh, on the air. Well, we're already on the air. So. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, we're, we're almost out of time. We've got 30 seconds to go. Yeah. So we'll be going, coming back at you next week. And, and the Navratri holidays start tomorrow. Right. So it's going to be the most festive time for a lot of Indians who participate in this. And you can always send us sweets. You can send us sweets at, by, by sending us at those numbers. News at yahoo.com. Make sure it comes on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or seven one three seven eight nine six three nine seven. So uh, we're out of here. Here we go. Bye. Bye.
office for IIG Ina Insurance Group in Sugarland this Monday, October 16, 5 p.m. Ina, you are personable, you are honest, you are nice to talk to, you are always.